Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, welcome to uh, Joe Squared. If you like us, uh, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your mum, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell, tell, you, tell all your friends, your girlfriends, your boyfriends, grandparents. grandparents. A grandparent would love a listen, you know. Might make them feel young again. So <laughs> put a little review there, subscribe, do your thing. Thanks. So welcome to Joe Squared doing sports. I'd like to thank our regular listeners because we've got a few now. We've got a few. They're coming back in their droves. Wow. All over yeah. the world. Yeah, all o- we're worldwide. We are worldwide. Mainly in America. Yeah, in America, um, Belgium, um, Australia, Ireland. We're doing bits, man. And then obviously the UK. Shout out to our UK listeners. So, what's been going on in the world of sport? Well, we've got first your boy who you said you're a massive fan of, Justin Thomas. <laughs> yeah, good guy. I didn't really. know he was... So this guy's like, he's, no, he's ranked number three in the world. Yeah, yeah, he was world number one. Um, he's my age, 27. Uh, been on the tour for a while now, but um, yeah, as a elite golfer, elite, elite wins pretty much every year nowadays. I think he's got thirteen wins. He's won the PGA Championship, which is major, major tournament. Um, yeah, just the list goes on. You know, he t- every time he turns up, he uh, he he basically nearly wins every time. This time, he. He missed a five-foot putt, which sounds pretty hard to me. But I suppose a man of his caliber should be should be getting it. Yeah, so he missed a putt, and then I think he made a bogey, but he got picked up on the the television uh, green side microphones using uh, the f word, the homophobic f word. It said in in the article that I read, it said it was a. Uh... Like it wasn't shouted, obviously. It was it was like whispered. It was said under his breath, which is weirder. But no, it's not weird because if if you play golf and you miss a shot like that, you caught like you, there's lots of expletive words you could use, you know, and you you swear or you're like, oh god, because you yeah, but just like to what do you say it quietly? I mean, I'm sure <laughs> they have to think differently because the. Oh, on, yeah, TV. on TV, whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's me, I'm screaming the F word, like, ah! <laughs> Wait, which one, which one? <laughs> not, not that Christ, one, man. not that one. Oh, okay. Um, but um, yeah, he's, he's, he said it, it got picked up, and then after the round, obviously it got addressed. Uh, this is in Hawaii, um, a tournament in Hawaii, which is... Or was it was a couple of weeks ago now, but it's for the winner. Everybody that won a tournament the year before qualifies for this tournament. Um, so it's a smaller field than usual. Um, 
so yeah, there's not many people out there. But um, yeah, after the round, it got picked up and he said, yeah, obviously he apologised profusely. Like he was upset with himself. He like, he didn't, he, he seemed so genuine in his sort of apologies. You know, you know, sometimes some people, some people just turn around and say these things because they feel like they have to. He actually, he seemed distraught, you know, like he seemed... And he was leading the tournament at the time as well. So he went on to miss out on the win by like one shot, um, which was tough for him. <laughs> Maybe he was worried. He was worried because he knew a storm was coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, um, yeah, since, since that's happened, his sponsor, Ralph Lauren, has, uh, has dropped him from from their roster. But, but and he's had he's had a few others that have stuck with him so far at least. Well, yeah, so far I mean as I can see from this picture that's on this article, on his hat he's got sponsors Footjoy which is a golf brand and Titleist which is also a golf brand. They 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 haven't come out and said anything. Um I can understand and- from Ralph Lauren why they would drop him for the use of the word because as they say in the uh, while we acknowledge he has apologised and recognises the severity of his words, he is a paid ambassador of our brand and his actions conflict with the inclusive culture we strive to uphold. Is what Ralph Lauren said. Yeah, but I mean, I wonder, because now I've read that he's uh, he's enrolled on a training course to help him maybe find other words yeah. to say. Or... But he said he's never used know, the word... When he says he's never oh, used yeah, the word course. before... It's sort That's of, when you know it's crossing over into bullshit. Yeah, sort of. But at the same time, he's like trying to work out why he used that word. I don't know. He's really sort of taking it upon himself to try and like uh, challenge why he used the word, you know. Um, and I think I th- initially I thought it was a good move by Ralph Lauren because they also left the door open. If he does the, it says if he does the hard work, hard and necessary work in order to partner with us again. So, if he sort of reflects on his actions, but I think on reflection, initially I thought it was the right decision from Ralph Lauren in the um, sort of reasons they gave. But then on reflection, I think Ralph Lauren have missed the trick on potentially doing one of those videos they could have done a video with him with one of maybe the models um on why that word affected affected them or do you know what i mean i'm sure there's there's a the lgbtq community within the modeling community and i think they could have done like an education video i think it could have worked out (laughs) i think it could have worked out to their advantage If they if they had thought about it in that way, because he's obviously distraught about his use of the word. He wasn't just like he's not some yob, really. You know, he just blatantly well, just it's risky. fucked up. It's risky for them because if they like if if this happens to catch the the sort of the the attention of I don't know the not the mob but the <laughs> the cancel the cancelers. The, yeah, yeah. I guess then then it could go really badly for them. So maybe the safest thing was just to immediately go... Yeah. Because, I mean, his other sponsors, Footjoy, <laughs> uh, 
Tightness. They, they like their their clientele is a uh, different. Is golf people. Golf yeah. people don't care. <laughs> golf people. <laughs> Golfers uh, ain't out there worrying about about the the, uh, the LGBTQs. <laughs> No, I, I, I mean, sad, sadly, I, I agree with you. I mean, if you uh, play golf or I play golf, I mean, it's not really the most PC <laughs> place of all time, you know. In fact, somewhat the opposite. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I've, I've only, I've only gone to the driving range. Yeah, I've been to a golf club once, and I was just there for a bit. But the, but at the oh. driving range, up until, up until it shut just before Christmas. Yeah. There was like no masks or <laughs> or anything like that. It was tier four, and they were just serving beers. Standard. <laughs> there were just no rules. Um, yeah. So I mean, on reflection, I think potentially they could have done what I suggested, but obviously, as you say, it it was probably the right move to. Uh, it was probably the right move to do what they did. But I think it, I think I, they could have done an educational sort of video for him to sort of understand why the use of the word because after it happened, I went and read a a GQ um, sort of op ed, you know, uh, written by um, a gay guy who who spoke about the use of the word um, and how some of the gay community w- use the word sort of like the N-word in the black community, you know, they sort of try and reclaim the use of the word, um, whereas he disagreed with it and it still sort of brings back, I don't know, tough memories for him in the in the way it was used when he was younger. So he, he wasn't an advocate of sort of reclaiming the word um, and still cringes, but he he understood that some people want to use it in the way that they can, if they if they are part of the gay community. So I mean, there's still like there's there's people on two sides whether the word should be used within the gay community, but certainly outside of the gay community, it's a it's a no go word nowadays. Yeah, I suppose that's why. Because if they if they did your uh, your your sort of video idea, yeah, then in a way it would have been him saying that up until then he thought it was just okay to say potentially <laughs> he might have like it might have backfired on him no 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 but i mean he has said that he 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 doesn't know why he used it you know he it just came out so obviously it's just yeah potentially it's just i don't know amongst friends does it make him homophobic but that's the thing. That's the thing. Can I was thinking this the other day, even about like racism. Can you can you say a can you say something racist and not be a not be a racist? There there's like a there is a definitive there's a there's a difference between saying something racist one time by accident through ignorance and then actually being a racist. Yeah. So 100%. I don't think he is homophobic. I just think. He, his language choice at one point was just not good. And he was berating himself, you know. So obviously he was using the word in a, in a negative, uh, with a negative slant. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was, it was interesting to see how, I suppose, sponsors react real quick on, on things like this and how, how much an individual, even at elite sport level, isn't really in control. 
the other ones being paid by the by the brands. The brands still have control of them. <laughs> you know, there's not really an autonomy yeah. over. I don't know that brand. They still have to uphold. If they're sponsored by like six different people, they have to uphold all of the different. I don't know what did they write there. Inclusive culture. The it's the brand. They conflict with the inclusive culture. You know so. <laughs> when the you, company's ethos, yeah, they e- to exactly. fall in line with it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you've got to be so conscious of all these things when when you're being paid by someone. You're like representing these brands, even though nobody watching the sport cares about <laughs> the the brand they're wearing <laughs> yeah, or, or, it's not or the about club. The golf fans. It's about their wider <laughs> brand image, isn't it? Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's not crazy, I suppose. It's just interesting, isn't it? That. I mean, you say that in the 70s and nobody even bats an eyelid. Jesus Christ. People are... You get more sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) This this guy's outspoken, they would have said years ago. (laughs) Says what he wants. Um, But yeah, interesting. So, we've got... uh, We've got Neil Lennon getting into a war of words (laughs) with... With Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon. All right, first of all, who's Neil Lennon for the for our listeners? Jesus. Oh yeah, for our for our American listeners. Yeah. So Neil Lennon, first of all, is a man that we can all look up to. <laughs> uh, he's a he's a short, red-headed Northern Irishman who is a manager currently of Celtic Football Club. One of the two football clubs in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're, just to give us a background, there are lots of football teams in Scotland, yet there are only two that are any good. Yeah, essentially, yeah. I mean, in the past there have been some others. Aberdeen, mm-hmm. mainly. That's basically it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but the only two that really win the league yeah. are Celtic and Rangers. Um, he played. Celtic went to, he, he played. Yeah, for, yeah. He played for Celtic. I think he played in England, but I can't remember for who. Maybe it was like Swansea or something. I or think maybe it was, he managed it was Swansea, Sunderland or something. I think he played north. Yeah, yeah north yeah. of England, something like that. And he also, yeah, he managed. So he previously managed uh, Celtic in some type of glory days. He won a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, left, I think, under a bad light. I can't remember. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know actually. I don't yeah. Know. But but I I know that at one point he left. I think he left Hibs. Mm. He went to manage Hibs, another Scottish team, and he left because there was just too much, too much like drama and politics. Oh, he's getting he was coins for it. And he was getting, yeah, and he was getting like bullets sent to his house, shit like that. So <laughs> it's all because the thing about Scotland is that their their football. Their football is completely tied up in like politics and religion. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Rangers, the only other team. Oh, yeah, the two best teams are both in Glasgow as well. Um, yeah, and basically the Celtic are a Catholic. Yeah, and Rangers are Protestant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, on to why we're talking about Neil Lennon. Yeah, you you brought this to our attention yesterday. The, the the team went to Dubai for for sort of hot weather training, I guess, because it's miserable training in Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, but under obviously under the COVID nineteen uh, umbrella, 
Like, because any other time, if a team goes to Dubai, it happens regularly with a lot of teams. Yeah. But apparently, I was listening to something earlier, they're the only team in the UK to have tried to leave the country for training <laughs> um, under this COVID-19. And they they got permission from the government six weeks prior to going. Um, but in those six weeks the new variant came, you know, it just, it just changed the yeah. landscape of the country changed completely. Like cases were rising, whatever. And then they went on the Saturday and then the country went into full lockdown on the Monday. Um, so yeah, they went to Dubai sort of with bad judgment, I suppose. The, they've had one player test positive since. Yeah. And then 16 of them have gone into isolation. Yeah. And this uh, this was brought to people's attention after there was a picture leaked. Yeah, the, so <laughs> there was a picture leaked. And this was on the first day, by all accounts. Uh, this was when they'd travelled through the night. This is Neil, they were, Basically, I'm just trying to regurgitate what Neil Lennon said in like a, a fiery press conference <laughs> when somebody brought the attention, brought the photo to his attention and they were all sitting by the pool having a drink, um, not socially distanced. Um, Which I don't understand because they're all they're they're tested. They're, they're footballers, and they're in the same like like they 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 don't social distance on, on like when they're training. Yeah, I don't understand why they have to socially distance when. Yeah. They they mix anyway. This is this is what's confusing to me, um, especially with like celebrations. Like they're now being told that they can't celebrate together, even though they continue to do so. Um, but also, he he said that this thing about socially distance is crazy because when we go to Hibernian, there's no socially. He was like, when we go away, all the all the facilities are so small that it's impossible, you know. It's impossible yeah. to 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 socially distance. So there's this like this hypocrisy within the thing. But he was like, as soon as it's Celtic, everybody wants to sort of draw blood. <laughs> he said a few interesting things. <laughs> he said, uh, "We were not traipsing up and down the country with COVID on a train from Glasgow to London." In reference to to this uh, SNP MP Margaret Ferrier, who knew she had COVID, she went to Parliament. And they haven't sacked her. Yeah, it's uh, that. That's sort of like the biggest breach for any sort of uh, person in Parliament to to make whatsoever. I think that's like such a bad thing to do, when, especially when you're supposed to be like a lawmaker. You're you're the one judging the laws, and then you break it. That should just be an automatic. You lose the whip. Yeah, you're, you're gone. You're out. And he said something about the Congo as well. Okay, yeah. yeah, the so the 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 Scottish team when they when they qualified for the for the Euros, yeah, they they did the conga in the dressing room. Okay, like no socially distancing, and the the Scottish Football Association haven't investigated that at all. Yeah, so he said, all right, if they if they want to do this, then they investigate that, and there's some consistency. 
<laughs> which again is a fair point. I mean, he was making a lot of fair points, and I sort of understood that potentially Celtic, because they are the biggest team, are are sort of held under a microscope, which is different to to other teams, you know. And but at the same time, they shouldn't they shouldn't have gone. And basically, the fans are saying that it's like such a bad piece of judgment the fact that they've gone to Dubai. And the fans can't leave. In Scotland, it's quite strict. You can't leave more than sort of 10 miles radius out of your district. You can't go to the pub. You know, you can't do all these things. So why the fuck should they be able to go to Dubai, practice, then come back? But they, I mean, they're not doing well in the league. So maybe maybe the, the, the thought process is if they get some time in the sun, they come back. And they play with a little pep in their step. I don't. I've got no issue with them with them going to Dubai. And to anyone who does, don't be a hater. <laughs> Just accept that footballers aren't in our stratosphere. I suppose so. And I mean, there there is a lot about sports at the moment. So I mean, yeah, Neil Lennon, he just got mad. Um, probably shouldn't have gone to Dubai. I don't know. You think there's no problem? I think I think there's no problem with them having a beer after going, but I think going was probably the wrong decision. As long as they took tests at the appropriate time and didn't 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 bring it back and infect people, they're being tested rigorously. So yeah, I mean it's just uh, it's funny in it, but one one pressing issue: every footballer in the Premier League has got a fresh fade. They've all got proper haircuts, and I have to cut my own fucking hair. What's that all about, huh? <laughs> is, a, is a Premier League barber an essential worker? I don't think so, on my on my watch. Private barbers, I don't know what the rules are. Well, I mean, obviously, actually, the rules are definitely that it's not allowed. It's definitely not allowed. You're not allowed a haircut. Unless Raheem Sterling has learned how to cut his own hair perfectly... They should be getting... There should be... So, nobody's talking about it. Hey, bro. Don't be a goddamn snitch. What the government needs to do, if the footballers are getting their hair cut that we all need, there needs to be some uh, some reparations to the public. Yeah, I need to fucking have, like, a time machine so I can go back and go to the barbers. Do you know what I mean? Or we should all have a private barber coming round to our houses in hazmat suits. Do you know what I'm saying? And the thing is, you would see, like, during the first lockdown, you would see some people walking around with fresh face, and you just think, wow, okay. So there is, like, there was definitely black market barbering happening. There still is. There's still rogue barbers doing their thing. But I, see, I've never been, um, friends of mine in, like, the black community have the number of their barber. They've got their, they've got their barber's number. Whereas me, I just turn up and get my trim, you know. It's really... That's it. That's how deep the relationship goes. Whereas for certain people, the the barber person relationship is quite it's quite a tight one. You know, I, I've got I've got my guy's number. He's a he's a a portly man called Marcello. <laughs> he's a solid guy, solid guy. Hey, bro, give him a ring, man. He's probably giving trims. No, but I don't want a haircut. Though. Yeah, fair enough. I'm growing the full. I'm just gonna grow a mullet. Yeah, what I would say to Neil Lennon and the lads is to take some of that COVID that they've gathered up from Dubai, mm. drop it 
onto the Rangers training uh, training Fantastic ground. Fantastic idea. Uh, because they need something. They they're not going to make up a twenty point gap. Yeah, it's like a twenty odd point deficit. Right <laughs> it's just rough. Okay, and then that's why also I don't blame them because they've got nothing to play for anymore. Yeah, they're playing for second. True, man. True. Let me get your thoughts on hashtag Lampard out. Lampard out. I think it's a fair point to be made at the moment. Um, wow. <laughs> Um, I think potentially he's out of his depth I think it's just too soon I think potentially no been thinking about it and it's like he's playing the same formation yeah that he was playing we, we, we had a good run of games and then we've sucked us for about seven games seven or eight games which is like i don't know a month five weeks yeah we've sucked us and um he's played the same thing you know there's there's been no variation there's been no change it's like when conte years ago had a few bad games he completely switched up the the style of play and then we we found a way to play that way you know whereas it's like Trying to do the same thing over and over again when you're getting the same result, expecting different ones, is is madness. I think, and I think uh, he plays two. He plays three similar players like Mount Kovacic and Jorginho, or Mount Kovacic and Kante. They're all quite short players, and they're all playing in the midfield, and they're all the same player. You know, there's no real sort of defensive, um, like help for the for the defense in front. Of the line, you know. If you could, if you could bring in one player mm. from from any era of Chelsea to fix this team, who is it? To fix this particular moment, yeah, yeah. When this player was at his like when he was at his spidery best, when he first came in <laughs> to Chelsea under Mourinho, is Matic. Nemanja Matic, when he Ooh. when he played his best football, he he didn't need a partner in 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 that defensive midfield. His he would just pick up the ball and he'd spray it. But he was a good defensive player, and I feel like that's all sort of one of those players needs. They need that defensive solid tool because our midfield mm. is so short. I feel like, and they're all just trying to fucking scurry around doing the same old shit they're just like scurrying around like running like headless chickens whereas really we just need some dude to like break up the play and just hold it for a bit and I think Tammy Abraham is just fucking awful so yeah if you want me to get passionate about anything it's (laughs) it's Chelsea but um yeah have you seen have you seen the uh the points per game stats so like the yeah he's right at the bottom He's right at the bottom of the of the Abramovich era. Even like Di Matteo, uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone, AVB. AVB, everyone. He's right at the bottom, and who's top is Avram Grant, which is madness. Yeah, but only a, like a like a. What is he it? played thirty Actually, thirty odd games. Yeah, thirty games. Yeah, thirty two games. So. It's still pretty good though. That's nearly a season. But Mourinho's second with two hundred and twelve games. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. That's right? more impressive. That's way That's more, more impressive. impressive yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'd be sad to see him go. But it's like you've got you've got to show some type of nous in in changing a system or or you know 
not playing Mason Mount every game, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking guy. And the, the pundits love him. They just go on about him all the time. And it's like, yeah, okay, he might do something. But evidently, there's something about this team that isn't working. And he's played every single game, win or lose. Yeah. So, surely you've got to rest this guy and try something else. I mean, they're talking about bringing in a guy who speaks German, that uh, Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, man, that guy's that guy's good, man. That guy's he's good, and I think he he might get Timo Werner and Havertz on side, and then we'd be. Yeah. I mean, our squad should not be where it is. West Ham are on top no. uh, above us. Everton are above us. Fucking Southampton are level on points with us. Do you know what I mean? And the squad that we have is. It may not be title winning this season, but it should be at least up there in the, in this climate. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be sad to see him go, but this is what Chelsea does, really. You, you have. A... It could be like a, a Ralph Lauren, Jason Thomas thing, where you let him go now, but... Yeah, you leave the door open. There's, if he makes the right the right moves, he goes on the right training courses, <laughs> you know, he... <laughs> He sort of corrects his, uh, his his tactical thinking. Yeah. Then he can come back in the future. There could be great things. Uh, he gets animated on the touchline, but it still doesn't have the gravitas of like a... A Mourinho. Of a Mourinho. Or a Klopp. No, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. He hasn't got that death stare yet, you know. No. You know, you know that wide-eyed death stare that Mourinho <laughs> yeah. gives that? Um, but yeah, for sure. It's difficult, obviously, but I mean... Yeah, it's just it's a shame, isn't it? But it just I think at the start of the season when he started turning things around, it was like, oh, he must have learnt something. You know, he's getting them to play a little bit. But right now, it seems potentially like well, if it continues anyway, then he's out of his depth, yeah. I suppose. You've got I think you've got Wolves and Burnley, and then you've got us. Yeah, I mean, and we haven't beat a top six side this year no, no. <laughs> we got beat by Arsenal we got beat by I think we drew with you lot 0-0 drew with United 0-0 got beat by City lost to Liverpool I mean at least in any other era we've we've taken points off the big teams you know even in a bad spell we've managed to sort of turn it around and, and beat big teams you know so that's the most frustrating thing oh well what are you going to do mate I don't know. I'm gonna say goodbye to the listeners so I can go. I can go cry in a, <laughs> into a pillow. We gotta give a shout out to the president for representing Joe's everywhere. Hey, yeah, man. Shout outs to to everyone that listened. Goodbye to everyone. <laughs>